Hi, it's Dwyer. Keepingitfree.blogspot.com, a free site. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Nothing I say in this video should be construed as financial advice. I'm going to be a little bit hushed because I have an appointment in about 15 minutes. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about macro. But remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Do your own due diligence. Now, I see the stock market is up big. <clears throat> I believe that this is simply a bear market rally. Uh, I am proceeding cautiously. I'm going to couch my comments in terms of what I'm doing. Uh, I'm not an investment advisor. You still have an inverted yield curve. If you want to see a good predictor of recessions, just look at the record of inverted yield curves, right? That's where the interest rates on T-bills are greater than long-term interest rates you're getting on 10 years. Well, let me just say, you have a weakening banking sector. <clears throat> I don't think folks understand just how weakened the banking sector was by the government's, the United States' government's reaction to the Silicon Valley Bank situation. <clears throat> Understand, the banking sector is underinsured. Uh, what took place, in my opinion, was a wealth transfer from the poor to the risk-taking, and a lot of times it's bad risk-taking, wealthier group, right? Um, the banking sector is weakened. You have a weakening housing sector, right? And I say this as an open-door investor. You have a weakening housing sector that's being kept afloat by old mortgages at lower interest rates than you could get today, right? People, at least in the very short term, the very short term, can hold on to their houses, they haven't lost their jobs yet. They can hold on to that old mortgage that they had because they understand if they sell the house, they're going to have to get the next house at more than double the mortgage rate, right? Their current mortgage might be 3%. If they buy a different house and sell the house they have, just the carrying cost might jump to a mortgage rate well above 7%. Right. Let me just point out that globally you have a recession in Germany. You have extremely high youth unemployment in China. We recently had riots in France. Understand, there's going to be ongoing conflict in Europe because as the economy deteriorates, the locals are going to want to put an end to immigration because they'll feel that the immigrants, and I'm an immigrant here in the United States, they'll feel that the immigrants are taking their jobs, right? So you're going to have some politicians seeking power playing off that xenophobia. So let me just say, Apple announced uh, its numbers yesterday. I didn't make a prediction on it. But last quarter, I was bearish on Apple. And Apple 
over-delivered, right? Apple did well last quarter while I was being bearish on Apple. Well, the chickens have come home to roost, right? Apple is down $6 today as I make this video. I want you to look at their earnings report and how it was received, right? Understand, we don't quite know how this AI thing is going to shake out. I understand internally, uh, Apple employees are ramping up their use of AI. We don't know who the winners are going to be in the space, right? We understand that Microsoft has a share of open AI, but just understand behind the scenes, Google is spending a lot on AI. Amazon, which had great numbers yesterday, is spending a lot on AI, right? We don't know how AI is going to work out. Apple right now, in my opinion, on the eve of a recession, and I believe we're already in one, but, you know, it hasn't been announced and widely accepted by the American public. But on the eve of a recession, Apple is selling a metaverse-type headset that might be a big success, might not be a big success. Let's just say the iPhone market is tapping out a bit. There's fierce competition. The competitive advantage that Apple used to get by manufacturing in China is now dissipating. In fact, Apple is pivoting and is trying to manufacture iPhones in other parts of the world, right? So just understand, folks, I see the current rally as a bear market rally, right? I believe we're headed for extremely hard economic times. This morning when I was just going through financial data, I was shocked to see that unemployment numbers are down. Let me ask a basic question. How long do you think that's going to last? Right? As I've said, you have big-time youth unemployment right now in China. You have a situation where everyone is reshoring. Right? People are moving away from globalization, which I believe is a mistake. Right? If a country has a competitive advantage in the manufacturing sector, why wouldn't I want to take advantage of those cost savings and pass them on to my consumers? But that's not the way the world is right now. Right now, we're blaming immigrants. We're talking about border walls. Right? We're blaming foreigners coming up with imaginary conflicts with countries like China. So I'm bearish on the overall health of the United States economy, right? My message to you, if you take one thing away from this video, is don't get rid of your downside hedges. In fact, I'm going to try to increase my exposure to QID, right, which is a uh, hedge on the QQQ. Uh, I'm also going to increase what I have, at least try to move in that direction, when I'm not investing in Bitcoin, which I think is underpriced. Uh, I'm going to throw some cash at SRS, which is a real estate hedge. Right? I have money right now in both the QID and the SRS. In other words, I'm looking for downside hedges because I feel the American economy is deteriorating. 
We're not going to be able to maintain these robust employment levels. You're kidding yourself. Don't just look at the employment numbers. Look at the evaporating demand. When you go to the grocery store, aren't the prices still elevated? Let me tell you too. Saudi Arabia has been trying to bolster, fortify, and expand its infrastructure. Right? They've been cutting their energy output of late. Just Google it. Right? I'm expecting energy prices and a barrel of crude is over $80 right now. I'm expecting that to increase in the coming months. You're going to have winter roll through. You're going to have a lot of families want, you know, heat, want to use energy, have increased demands for energy. Right there, demand is going to be somewhat inelastic. Because if you have a young child at home, you don't want that young child freezing in the middle of the winter. So I'm expecting inflation to come back, right? Inflation hits in spurts. It's not lineal. I'm expecting high prices to continue to be high. And I'm also expecting all of us to have people in our social circle who have lost their jobs. It wasn't that long ago here in Northern California that you had multiple employers laying off 10,000 or more people, right? The collective memory is very short. So I'm expecting people to have to trim their spending. I'm expecting there to be a realization that the income to price multiple in housing is unsustainable. That people can only hold on to old mortgages for so long, right? So forgive me, I know the market's up big today, right? As I said, with regard to my investments in real estate, you know, I'm really pursuing a barbell type strategy where I have money in Open Door. I remember when Open Door was up over $25 a share, right? It's way down now, right? It's coming back. It's been a great investment for me. But I'm holding some money in Open Door, which some could perceive as a bullish play on housing. But I'm also holding money in SRS so that if housing deteriorates, as I think it will. It's already down 8% here in San Jose, California. Right? 8%. If housing continues to drop, and I, I think the 8% is probably less than half of where it's going here in San Jose. Right? Then I'm okay because SRS would have bailed me out. Right? And if housing continues to be viable, if Open Door continues to be viable, then I'd have a natural monopoly for what Open Door does. Right? Those are the kind of strategic investments I want people thinking on. Um, let's just say I'm bullish on the energy sector. 
I'm bullish on commodities. I certainly am bullish on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Right? I'm not going to go into detail because I have a Substack page, Dwyer70905, that addresses cryptocurrency. But I need for people to understand that, folks, we still have an inverted yield curve. Some major economies in the world, Germany, China, the United Kingdom, they're floundering right now. How could anyone think that we're on the verge of a soft landing or a bull market? I don't. Let me hear from you. If there is economic data you want us to consider, or if you have a different view of the economy and want to back it up with data, I hope you do so in the comment section of this YouTube video. Let me just point out, too, that Jeff Snyder of Eurodollar University, uh, in an interview with Macro Voices, uh, these are excellent resources online, uh, unveiled several charts where he basically talked about how inconsistent the Fed has been. We were looking at similar numbers in 2019, and the Fed was panicked. Now we're looking at roughly the same set of numbers in 2023, and suddenly we're supposed to believe that happy days are here again. That the economy is doing so well, that the Fed feels that it has inflation under control, Folks, that's an election cycle, government propaganda approach, right? What I want you to do is to compare yourself, today's numbers with the numbers in 2019, right? What I want you to do is to just ask yourself whether markets like the housing market are sustainable, what I want you to do is to just use your common sense and just think to yourself, wow, if everyone got bailed out uh, at Silicon Valley Bank, right, doesn't that leave less money for bailouts? Wasn't that a massive, massive government bailout of the banking sector in general? Is that sustainable? Is the current $32 trillion debt sustainable? I would argue that none of it is sustainable, right? Have your inverse ETFs, your hedges in place, right? Recognize that last quarter, it was happy days again at Apple, everyone smiling, right? This quarter, they're down 6%, right? On the day, 6% on the day post earnings release. Right? How's that going to improve? Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments. Thanks for stopping by.